go ahead and switch the style up And if they hate them, let them hate them out the money power On two occasions, I gotta get my no time for chasing. Haters running they mouth, they dedicated. Too bad this lean in my cup, I'm medicated. <laughs> Anyways, it's been fun. So on our free time, me and Deb been um. Uh, me, Dave, and my daughter and my son, my little baby son, we've been uh, just making songs, making tracks, just having a good time on our free time. It's actually been pretty fun. Yeah. we got to release a track, bro. Yeah, workout to. track. we got a workout track. Actually, I think some people might like. Yeah, yeah. If you like Hibbity Hop. <laughs> yeah, I think you don't like it. I think it's going to be hot. Because I remember, like, think about this, like, like uh, Rob Bailey and those mm-hmm. guys would just go scream on a track, and I would be like, ooh, this Let's is popping for the gym. Let's go. <laughs> you know, so I will see. I kind of I kind of cuss too much, though. So yeah. money close your ears off. I'm an angry <laughs> rapper. I'm an angry rapper. I'm, I'm like a Meek Mill, Takashi kind of. I don't give a fuck about bars, none of that shit. Just go in, dude. Dev, though, he's got bars. We got to do one with Omar, too. Oh, yeah. That'll be cold. Yeah, that'll be good. Anyways, 40 and Fly, back in action. What can I say? Let's see, anything new this week? Um, Actually, it was a great week this week. Um, Workouts were awesome. Um, Towards the end of the week, though, we had a – well, actually, the whole week Mm -hmm. uh, was a really busy week. So here's the thing. Here's the reason why I think this week was a successful week is because I was a lot more active throughout the day in terms of, like, not sitting at a desk, right? So it was like I was up, out, moving, running errands, all kinds of stuff because it was an appraisal date for uh, one of our properties. So um, we had to get everything going, everything set up because, you know, appraisals is like, I mean, that's your final, right? Yeah. And appraisals are your final, so all the work you put in, everything, all the changes you've made, you're going to see, like, you know, what, what you know how much value you added to the property, how much um you know how much money you're gonna be making or you should be making so it's super super important and and appraisers are pretty stickler about a lot of little things so um we're basically running around making sure you know all the little small details nooks and crannies were pretty good um then it was like a deep cleaning phase which was never fun but you know those usually last long if you want to do it right Mm-hmm. You know, they usually last long. And you could pay a company. You could pay a company to come do it. But it's just like, why throw money out of your pocket when you could just do it yourself? And, and I mean, there's one thing that we've always, I mean, mama used to whoop our ass to, to clean. <laughs> yeah, we could always clean. That's easy work. Yeah. like no, Not know. easy work, but it's easy work. <laughs> it's easy to be like, we know how it's done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We know how all those little, small, tiny little things that everyone looks for. Cleaning windows sucks, though. I'm not going to lie. Clean the window sucks. Yeah. If you want to do it right, no yeah. smears, no nothing, you know. Actually, yeah. bathtubs suck. Refrigerators oh. suck. Fridge. Fridges and ovens, if they get bad, those are the worst. Oh, yeah, bro. Like... You got to let, let chemicals sit so yeah. you can clean it. Yeah, and then yeah. You, know, you never know with the prices. They're usually, uh, some are sticklers, you know. Some will go around flipping light switches, you know, flushing toilets, you know. You, you got to make sure everything's cool, man. So on these, uh, on these flip deals, you got to be... Gotta be on the money, man. So, you know, 
we're just paying tuition right now, learning as we go. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I'm, I'm talking about a nonchalant, but it was definitely a high-stress week. <laughs> it was a high-stress week. And then now I'm waiting for my teacher to submit the grades, yeah. right? I'm waiting to see what I got yeah. on my final. So That's, that's nerve-wracking. But yeah, that is nerve-wracking. But, yeah, it was, it was a pretty high-paced fast week. Uh, we got workouts in. It was, it was it was insane. I think by the time, though, my back was pretty fucked up, my hips and everything. I mean, there were a couple of 4 a.m. nights. Mm-hmm. In there, where it was just like, and, and the funny thing is, it wasn't nothing was bad. Like everything was, everything was in great condition. Everything looked good and stuff. It was just more so of just, just trying to make sure the details were right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, you because you never know who has that. You like, I always feel like, okay, for example, you know, there's some people that are walking into a property and they're like, oh, this looks good, this looks good, and then there's some people that are just like. You know, they check, they're doing a finger test, you know, they're looking at all the corners. They're looking at, you know, all the little, they just got that eye, you know, that, that, <laughs> that, uh, what do we used to call that? That Karen eye, you know, they got that, that Karen eye where like that snitchy the eye. Snitchy eye bro. Yeah. We used to call the it the snitchy, snitchy eye, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know they got that snitchy eye. That snitchy eye, bro. You never know. You got to be ready for that snitchy yeah, eye. Man. It's almost like, it's almost like how haters are kind of a good thing. Yeah. Right. It's almost like how kind of haters are kind of good thing because they they'll keep you on your toes, mm-hmm. and they'll always find like flaws. Like haters are really good at finding flaws in a lot of different things, and then and then accentuating those flaws. And I think even if you're like preparing for the haters, I think it elevates you, elevates your game on mm-hmm. another level because you're like, dude. Because I remember I used to tell my coaches this, and this was years like when I first started. I used to say, when you're coaching somebody on the floor, right. You want to coach them with the with the thought process that in any given time, your biggest hater will walk into the room and and watch you coach, yeah. right? Like at any given time, your biggest hater. Now, and, and and the reason why you say hater and not inspector or your your favorite coach or anything like that, no, because the haters mm-hmm. are, are good at finding flaws, you know. So, and it's the same thing. It's like when you when you post videos and stuff, right? It's like you know the haters going. to gonna rip that apart mm-hmm. right so you got to make sure you're on top of your game and you do it right so that's what i used to tell my coaches all the time if you're if you're if you have a if you have a top tier strength conditioning coach who is your biggest hater and he walked in and saw you training what would he say about your session mm-hmm. and um you know of course it's about the clients about all that kind of stuff but i think every once in a while everybody has that little bit of pride that will kind of kick them to the next level while they're coaching because it's easy to kind of be an autopilot in mm-hmm. certain situations. You know what I mean? And there's some clients that are just so cool to talk to and work with and work out with to the point where they're good at distracting you. You know what I mean? Like, that's how the OGs are for me. Yeah. You know, like, when I'm coaching the OGs, it's like, you know, they're not doing anything crazy, spectacular, or, um, you know, fun in terms of programming. You know, because they're not going to do a bunch of crazy stuff. You got you to gotta be simple, smart, to the point. But, I mean, they're really good at, like, just pulling you into conversations. They're really good at just, you know. It's that verbal judo, man. Yeah, they got that verbal judo, man. Like, and it's so funny. <laughs> like, they shit. know something hard is coming, and then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. you know, they use that verbal judo and just pin you down. <laughs> and, you, and you're like, and next thing you know, you're like, oh, shit, he got me. He got me. <laughs> He's like, well, guess that's Damn the it. Big. See you later. Rich Pollard. 
Rich Pollard, man. Like he's one guy. Yes. If you guys know OG Rich, man, he is really tough. Like he's he's so his verbal judo is on point. That's so nonchalant too. Like he, yeah, he does it so you would never even notice. Yeah, he's one of our FS family. What about what about what about OG Thrap, man? Oh, Mike Thrap for sure, man. Yeah, he, Mike Thrap. You always I always know when he's verbal. Well, I don't know until it's too late when he's verbal judoing me. So and then Chris. Chris, oh, Chris O'Shea. Chris O'Shea. Oh, my God. <laughs> the king of kings, dude. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, and, and those and the funny thing is they don't do it on purpose. They're just really cool outgoing yeah, dudes. So, yeah. so it's uh, I've never worked with, with Thrap. I've worked with Chris, though. You know? yeah. yeah, super cool guys, man, you know. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these OGs are super successful guys. Yeah. So it's like you kind of look at them as mentors as well. So then you, you kind of notice, like, how they carry themselves, how they act, and you're like, dude, these are, like, super top-tier baller dudes. Mm-hmm. And then you see their personalities, and it's like, wow, you know. Now I know why they're they're yeah, they're, yeah. they're so successful, you know. Um, and then you see the people who complain the most; they're a little bit more bummy, you know what I mean? Like, you know, they're a little bit more. <laughs> you can tell they, they don't like to work hard, yeah. you know. So uh, it is one of those things. It, it is what it is, though. Yeah, we got we got love for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the week. I think this week was uh was, was amazing. I think uh after. Um, so we got done, the, uh, the appraisal was done on Friday and it was just such a breath of fresh air. And I think my challenge, I messaged Dev in the middle of the night last night, but I think my challenge was a lot of times I like to, like when I go through like a high stress situation or I complete a high stress task, I'm always like feeling like I need to reward myself with like food and stuff. And I was messaging Dev. I was like, man, I'm struggling, man. I was like, you know, I don't, um, what was I saying? I, 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 go ahead, Dave. I forgot what I wrote to you. But. <laughs> well, just you're just saying I'm struggling because it's the it's just like every time this happens, I feel like I need to reward myself with food or yeah. you know taking a break or whatever it is. Um, and that's where that's where your head was at. And it's like I'm just this is this is the hardest time you've had with this kind of challenge ever in in your life. So yeah, that's basically the gist of what you're saying. Yeah, because usually we're like usually I'm in some kind of shape. Yeah, you know, whenever yeah. I'm like bouncing back to like kind of look tight for the summer or like yeah. look decent enough, you know, to to go perform some tasks, I'm always, I'm always in some kind of like de- I'm always holding myself in some kind of decent shape yeah. for me at least. Uh, but uh, you mentioned and when you wrote me back, Dev was like, "This is your wor- this has always been your worst nightmare." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, and you described it well, Dev, uh, and it just kind of snapped me, like slapped me in my face. But I mean, it was so true. You said. um, how did you say? It? I forgot I, how you said it. I think I just said, uh, like, you know, you're you're in a position where you're facing your worst nightmare. This was your worst nightmare for years. Yeah, know, getting back to this position in terms of shape wise, and uh, I think this is the the challenge is to learn how to face that demon. You know, that's kind of that's kind of what I felt like it was. So, I yeah, I think uh, it was my worst nightmare. And what makes it even worse is that Dev's out. Yeah. So it's like I'm kind of like alone a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, which is fine. And I told Dev, I was like, well, maybe that's God's lesson for me is like to say, hey, you're going you're gonna to be at your worst and there's going to be so many things in your way, so many things in your way. You're going to have to figure out a way to to, to, to break through this and to fight through this on your own this time, you know, because mm-hmm. I've always had like Dev or Molly or something to rely on for certain things. And, uh, um, and then, you know, Dev was like, nah, that's not it. You know what I mean? Or then. Maybe I was like, well, maybe it's God's way of saying you need to learn to, to seek help, you know, in terms of for other things. And they was like, no, that's not it. <laughs> you know, and, and at the end of the day, we can say, like, you need to learn to stop being a bitch. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like, it's just, it's just, I don't know. 
you know, like we're doing good. We're on the right track, but it's, I think it's just, you, there's that level of impatience, you know, it comes back to the power of one where you start thinking like, yeah, this is one week, you know, this is, yeah. this is two weeks. They got so much long to go. And I think I just get frustrated because I want it right now. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that's the toughest part. And then, you know, like I said, I, I hope that this helps anybody else going through it that like, you know, you're not alone with any of that, with any of that kind of shit. You know what I mean? But I know we ain't never giving up. We're going to keep pushing no matter what. We're going to keep pushing no matter what. And I just saw Deb. I was like, I don't, I don't want to throw another two weeks away, man. I don't want to mess up like I did last month. I want, I want to have some great, great results. And, um, yeah, I think I just got in my head a little bit. I was a little exhausted from the week and, and then, you know, we got, uh, Molly's meet was pretty stressful. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then uh, we have this meet, uh, powerlifting meet coming yeah. up. And uh, let's get to Molly's meet. Molly's meet was amazing. Yeah. Like, Molly kicked ass at her meet. And uh, the thing about Molly is this, right? Molly is, I wouldn't say she's undisciplined because she works really hard. And, and um, powerlifting is a huge part of her life and, and, and what she loves to do. I think sometimes uh, with with Molly is she chases numbers mm. instead of progression, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times when you spend time chasing numbers, you know you you end up you end up going backwards, mm. right? Yeah. If you chase numbers over progression, you end up going backwards. So you know if you chase progress, you'll always be satisfied with your progress mm-hmm. and keep moving forward. And I think that's. In terms of Molly, that's what's always one thing that's held her back. So, for example, let's just say your best bench is 165, right? But yeah. you want 180 so bad, mm-hmm. right? And your mind is fixated on this 180 so bad, right? Or one, And let's just say you go to a meet, you prep for a meet, you're feeling strong, you've, you've smashed it on a couple of variations, right? But in a meet, you've never hit 170, and mm-hmm. you've never hit 175, mm-hmm. right? So you go to the meet, and then you attempt 180 on your third, and you miss, Right, mm. and then or or you're trying to lead to, and then you go to another meet, and you want want you have 180 on your third, and so you and then so you jump to like 175 on your second, mm-hmm. and then you miss it's 175, like, yeah. and then you gotta take it again, and then you miss it again. Mm-hmm. You have to learn to kind of cross off those other numbers at the meets and just continue to progress at a good pace. So like two three meets ago, if she would have just hit 170 on her third. Mm-hmm. In a meet, then her next focus would be 175. Mm-hmm. And then her next focus would be 180, right? And then by this next meet, she'd be hitting like 185, 190 because she's already knocked down those pins yeah. leading up to the meet. But because she's went to two meets and skipped over those numbers and never hit them, she's never built that that true confidence in her mind that, that it's it's doable or that technique that she needs when they get to those certain loads for her, yeah. that she needs to stay tight in the bottom, yada, yada, yada. So that's one of the things that holds her back. I think um, it's just her, her numbers. She gets obsessed with numbers, and that, that's an ego thing. And I think a lot of lifters um, kill their progress or get passed up when they get focused on numbers, and then they skip over those little small in-between numbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, she says to me, I mean, she said to me, like, I don't want to hit this number into me. This is, I, I should, I should have hit that a long time ago. I was like, but you didn't. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You gotta. I, I don't know why everyone. I don't know why people get so caught up in numbers when it comes to powerlifting because it's like, powerlifting is a, is a is a long a longevity type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. If you're smart about it, it's about longevity. And if you see every every single year, there's always top tier powerlifters that kind of fall off the map and disappear. Why? Because they're either getting injured. Or they stop 
making progress with, with in powerlifting or they got disinterested and, and started working on other things, there's always a chance for you to kind of stay consistent and kind of just keep passing people up as you go. Yeah. So you got five on bench. You got you got a 20-pound PR on, on squat. You got a 30-pound PR on deadlift. And then the next meet, you get five on deadlift. You get a 20-pound PR on bench, and then you get a a 10 pound PR on squat. It doesn't matter because those little, those little progresses add up over time. You just keep adding your total, keep stacking your total, especially for a lot of women because women compete a lot. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, like, let's be real. Women ain't over there doing like freaking one meet a year. No, (laughs) women are doing three meets a year and they're competing a lot. So take that five, man. Take that five and be happy. You know, and I get it. I've worked so hard and da da da. Yeah, you've worked so hard for an extra five pounds. That's sometimes that's how it works. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Well even like I got I got guys that, you know, they have the numbers in their head, so they'll have twenty pound PRs, thirty pound PRs, but since it's not the number, they get like disappointed and then kinda kills them sometimes in in the meat because they're so fixated on a number, even though they're way stronger. Yeah. Than when they started, but they, like they can't for that number just eats them alive. And then they go in and they lose focus because like oh you know yeah. like, that's not on the they lose card. confidence. Yeah, you know, and, and me like I just I coach it the same way. I'm just like this is I'm just going for the PRs for these guys. Like I want to make sure that we're getting we're we're winning at the end of the day. You know, we're if it's a 20 pound PR, that's what we're going for. But if the number's not there, I just you know it's hard sometimes because they'll you know they'll beg me for it or talk about it all the yeah. time. But but at the same time, like I'm the coach, so I I know where I gotta cut that line off. I was like, hey, I, I get it, man. You want that number, but this is you gotta realize like this is a twenty, thirty pound PR right here. This is big and this is at a meet and you know, I'm I'm gonna go with my gut here. I remember <laughs> I, I took play, uh, play that card. I remember I took Trevor to Nationals. Mm-hmm. And he was so uh and he, Trevor, I love you man, but I'm gonna bring this up. <laughs> So he was so fixated on a 500 pound squat, right? Yeah. And I mean, he's been he's been close to it a couple of times, you know. Like, but we don't really max out uh, the main lifts in training, mm-hmm. right? We max out in training, but we don't max out the main lifts, competition yeah. lifts, right? We just max out variations, understanding how to strain, handle the heavy loads, but it's not a variation, right? And we'll get into that another time why we do that. But he was so fixated on 500. Yeah, I, me and him were we weren't arguing, but we were going back and forth the nationals and. He was like, I need to hit this 500. I need to hit this 500. In my mind, I didn't say this to him, but in my mind, I was like, but if you miss this five, bro, you 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 gave up 30 pounds on your total mm. to go get this five if yeah. you miss it, right? Yeah. Now, will you get a 50-pound PR? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you'll be giving up 30, dude. Yeah. So it's like you do the math. In my mind, you think about investing. You think about business. Mm-hmm. You do the math, right? Risk versus reward. And in my mind, I'm like, no. But I'm not going to tell my lifter no. At the, in, in, in a big meet like that, yeah. when he's feeling good, I'm not going to tell him no because it's just because then at that point he, he'll feel like he doesn't, you don't believe in him, yeah. stuff like that. And, and, and it, like it or not, it doesn't matter how strong or confident you feel somebody is. Everybody has, everybody's, uh, it gets a little bit emotional or, um, you know, get affected by s- certain things that you say in the way that you say it, and especially in specific moments that you mm-hmm. say it in, right? So I know better than this, like, you're not going to hit that, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like you feel you feel you got it, you go get it. I suggest you should go here, but if you feel you got it, you go get it. And then he went for it and missed, right? And, and then we and then after that, I was like, "Trip, okay, 
You made your decision, you missed, it's over with now. He was bummed yeah, about it, don't right? Dwell on it. Yeah, man. don't dwell on it. I was like, but no matter what, you have to go six for six now if you're gonna compete for a top spot. Yeah. You have to go six for six now. You cannot miss any more lifts. Hey, and the fucking guy did it. Did he it. went six for six <laughs> and he fucking and and he, he he actually made what? Like, I don't know. Top out of like a hundred lifters or something like that, he was like in the top five, top yeah. ten, maybe. I don't know, yeah. but and he's like, and he was the smallest of his weight class. Yeah. Like he was, he's like the smaller guy of his weight class. So like, he's like a normal, I might have just a weight class, but I think it was like a 165er naturally mm-hmm. competing in 181s. And a lot of the 181 guys are like closer to the 200s and they're cutting down to 181s. And he's a guy who had to gain to get up to 181. Yeah. So he was in the smaller, but he had the biggest bench, one of the biggest benches, like top three benches in the in that weight class. So strong ass bench, that guy. Yeah, that that's just one example of chasing numbers, where it's like risk reward. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, you're gonna get, you're gonna give up, you're gonna go for this fifty to give up that guaranteed thirty. That's tough. Because here's the thing: you think about it like this way, right? Think about it in fat loss, right? If you lose five pounds a month, right? Let's just say you lose five pounds in one month, and you're like, "Fuck, it's only five. That don't mean shit." Yeah, yeah. Right. But in the course of the year, how many pounds is that? Fuck. 60 pounds? 60 pounds, yeah. That's 60 pounds in one year that you lost. Yeah. Right? And then let's just say you get five pounds a month on, on, on five pounds a month on your strength gains. Yeah. That's 60 pounds of strength that you've added to your total. Yeah. Right? That's huge. That's fucking huge. Yeah. But nobody wants to look at things that way. No. Right? No, no nobody wants to look at things that way. It's, it's almost like uh, I always compare it to investing too. It's like, yeah. you know, I'm thinking to myself, geez. <laughs> do I really want to put $80,000 into this <laughs> lot here? Or do I want to go to the car dealership and cash out a fucking, <laughs> you know, like a red eye or something? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I say that. Or, you know, I, it's so hard, but you're like, nah. Yep. You know, like you, you'll you have time for that stuff later, you He's, know? Yeah. But it's so hard. Like you just you just chase those numbers or you chase those things that really don't matter. And it gets tough, and, and it's and it's and it's a distraction at the end of the day. We went on that tangent, but Molly had a great fucking meet. She kicked ass. I was so proud of her. Killed she it. stayed disciplined. She stuck to her numbers. She hit nothing but PRs. But what I'm just saying is this: had she had she did that, you know, what? When was her last meet? A year ago? Yeah. Right. I think so. Yeah. Had she did that a year or six months ago? Right. We would have been hitting different numbers at this meet. Right. Or. Mm-hmm. or with, with a goal, with a goal to leave some food on the table, yeah. right? With a goal to leave some food on the table, meaning, you know, you don't want every single lift to be a strain, mm-hmm. right? You always want to hit PRs, leave some on the table, and then you just keep working up. Because here's the thing. Let's just say you can, you can, you can hit a 400 squat, right? You know that if you fucking went all out, got hyped up, sniffed all the sauces <laughs> and shit, right? You can hit 400, 400, right? Yeah. But then here's the thing. If you hit... 385, right? And that's mm-hmm. a PR. And then you go through another training cycle, right? So you hit a 385. Even though you could have hit 400, you hit 385 for the PR. Then you go through another training cycle to your next meet, right? And then now you have room on the table to build. You still feel good. There's no risk of injury. And then now at your next meet, you're opening with like 412. Yeah. Right? Does that make sense? Like hopefully that makes sense to people. It's like... It's it's a numbers game, man. You got to learn to run those numbers and, and work with those numbers. But it's really hard. ego. Ego is a motherfucker when it comes to powerlifting. Oh man, ego is a motherfucker. That's why I feel like 
it's easy to start passing people up that you think are strong when you get back into power. Not easy, but if you're willing to work and be patient, yeah. you'll see yourself slowly start to pass people up. Um, yeah, great meet. Super proud of her. Her first Best Lifter Award, which we always talk shit to her. Like, <laughs> don't come to us talking shit until you get into the Best Lifter Club. Yeah, you got to get yeah. in the Best Lifter Club, you know. Yeah. So welcome to the club, Molly. Welcome to welcome the club. Welcome to the Best Lifter Club. I keep my mouth shut now. That was my only joke man, for a long time. <laughs> And then now she's ready for nationals. She got some meat on the bone, mm-hmm. and uh, she's and, and she got meat on the bone on bench and um and uh and, and squat. squat. Yeah, her deadlift. Ooh, that deadlift ooh. was at the top of the mook right there. She was a little tight. I think her positioning on deadlift was a lot better in training. And we train with kilos. You know, we train with different things. I think, but I think, like I told her, I said it's so different because after you squat mm-hmm. and after you bench, and then some people have. Long meets. Well, Kabuki had an overly long meet. That was way too long. Like, that was way too yeah. long. I don't know what how they were running it or whatever, but we ran dual platforms before and ended at 2 o'clock yeah. uh, with, with uh, 150 lifters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was shocked but, how long that was. Yeah, but they won't allow us to run dual platforms anymore. We too lit at FS, so, yeah. Yeah. you know, they don't, they don't, we, we can't do it. Any, they won't let us do it anymore. Um, <laughs> they always complain. Hey, ask them why, though, yeah. right? Because I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and, and we give we give real prizes out, you know, cash prizes, stuff like that. We're not handing out certificates with fucking coaches' uh, cards on it, bro. Like, that's not – that's yeah, bullshit. I, I don't know, man. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't think I could ever just give, a tr- like, a training certificate for me for, as a best lifter prize. Hey, you won. Because you, all these guys have coaches you won? already. Sign up with Vico and Dev for training. Yeah, that's your for prize. For a free uh, month. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's I feel like no, it's bro. So... And we don't do it for prizes, right? Nobody no. lifts for the prizes, but best lifter, come on, a medal got, at least, yeah, a medal at least, a nice medal, plaque. a gift card to your equipment, yeah. your store, Kabuki. Come on, man, <laughs> y'all, 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 y'all got that prize off of wish, man. <laughs> y'all got that prize off of wish. That's that ain't right. Man. That's bullshit. I know y'all got money. Quit bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I thought that was kind of that was funny, man. Hey, but, it, but you know, you, you know, guys, it's funny though. If you we guys did, are good though. But. If we if we did, I feel like if we did some shit like that, we would get like fucking ridiculed by the community. Oh, bro, like, what? Yeah, like FS giving out these certificates. We'll say, we'll say <laughs> yeah, we're gonna give out cash prizes, and then all of a sudden, like, oh, well, this training is, session this, with me is worth cash. It's, it's right? as good as cash. Yeah. No, no it's not. Right. It's I, not. It doesn't matter. I who mean, you I'll take are. a Bitcoin. You know, if I give me some Bitcoin, hey, I'll be good. Hey, yeah, I'll take that. I'll be good. And some Cardano. I'm good with Cardano, hey, Ethereum. Bring it, bring it here. What else we got? Um, yeah, I'll even take some Doge. Hey, you hit me with some Doge? I'm cool, man. I'm yeah. cool with Doge. Yeah, other than that, we got uh, our powerlifting meet coming up this, this week, and our, and our members have been working super, super yeah. hard. Yeah, it's gonna be good. And uh, yeah, they're gonna be they're gonna be great. And I think. Uh, it's going to be fun. Our meets are always fun. We're always super lit. We yeah. have a good time. Everybody's such a good sports. And, uh, you know, someone said, damn, every time Molly lifts at other meets, you know, she's always, the, her, every time she lifts, her people are the loudest. Yeah. But what people don't remember is that, like, man, we were part of the first groups that went into power, that kind of made powerlifting mainstream. Yeah. Especially yeah. here, like, locally. Yeah. And, uh, you know, because before it was always frowned upon. But we, and when we, when we would travel to other meets, yeah. we would turn up i mean we were yeah, it was, deep it was lit man. we were deep we we were turned up i mean sometimes we bring our own music 
Yeah. Bro, they get so mad to bring our music. Because you, you dare play hip-hop at one of those meets, bro. You, <laughs> you, you going to get it. Even if it's edited. Yeah. Even if it's edited. We're, we're, we're the only dude that plays hip-hop. At yeah, it. bro. Yeah. Even, you know, and I love rock. I love yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, a good you know? mix. But like, yeah. I, just, I just feel like all rock for, for six hours. Come on, man. And a lot of it's like butt rock. You yeah. know what I mean? But uh, it, it's all good. I just I just think. Uh, but we, we, were, we were like playing hip-hop. We were doing a lot of stuff. We were chanting in the crowd. We were screaming. Like we 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 would jump the platform if our fucking lifter like did an awesome job, but then we started getting complaints. We started yeah. getting regulated. Threatened, they threatened to kick us out of shit, and like we were like, yeah, okay, they, 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 we they, need to do this at our home. Well, bro. the thing is, like, they didn't really have any rules for that because nobody was doing that. So yeah. they started making up rules. I feel like, like, oh, you can't be too loud. I'm like it's a powerlifting. What do you mean you can't be too? Loud? Or you guys got to stop cussing in the crowd. Like what the hell? Yeah. cussing around. You this is a drunk. family event. This I'm a saying, family. I don't see no family. <laughs> I see a bunch of biker dudes in the back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what are you well, talking about? But there's a lot of people that loved it, and they, you know, so it's kind of like. And here's the thing, though: we show love to everyone. Though. Yeah, like not even just our lifters. They cheer for like that's the part that kind of yeah. made matters because we cheered for everyone, man. Like we we wanted everyone to like feel happy, especially like you know, there's always those ones that go up there where you're like, you know this, <laughs> yeah. you know this motherfucker is so insecure up there right now. <laughs> like you can just feel it, you know. So you're like, hey, let's let let let's uh let's get it, let's turn up for this person right yeah. here, you know. Yeah. And so uh, yeah, man, we you know so we stopped going to other meets and started doing our own meets, and it's been great ever since. And um. You know, thankful for um, for uh, Pete and uh, Alex for allowing us to do that. Yeah, that's been amazing, and uh, we're gonna be doing it forever. You know, yep, yep. I wish they'd allow us to have dual platforms back because yeah, that was when the Pacific Northwest Championships. That was what when, when they let us have North dual platforms. Ooh. I mean, we were smooth. I think we only had like one hiccups on the computers, and and I think that was it. But we still finished yep. by like two, we, three yeah, o'clock. We still finished two, three o'clock. It was we moved. We and moved. I, don't, I don't care about profiting. You know what I mean? I don't care like if people are like, oh, you got to pay extra money for judges. I don't give a fuck. You know, as long as I don't go negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, shit, let's do it. Let's run it, man. You know, that's what I'm about. I'm excited for this meet week. I'm excited for everything. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to keep working on this 40 and fly mm-hmm. and keep working hard. And, you know, because at the end of the day, there's no excuses. We got to hit that goal. This is our accountability post. And hopefully we share some good content with you guys you're interested in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're out. Oops.